Hello and welcome to the Conscious Health and Life podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Louise, naturopath, and my aim for this podcast is to open your mind and help you to be empowered with your health. I interview experts in their field to discuss everything and anything health-related, mind, body, and spirit. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I am going to be recording a solo episode for you because it's something that I am super passionate about and I have had so many questions about this topic coming up lately, mostly because I have launched my online course, Natural Fertility Course, which is really specific for helping people on their fertility journey, whether it is right from the start, you're just starting to think about it, or all the way through to you're going through IVF and struggling. And the topic we're talking about today is all about Sperm Health 101. And it's something that I find there is not much spoken about it online or even in all of these fertility courses that people go through. So, you know, I've had clients who have come to me for fertility issues, they can't fall pregnant, yet no one has looked at what the sperm health is like. These are people going through IUI and IVF, and this is the first time that anyone has been starting to look at the sperm health. Another thing that really prompted me to look into this more and to not even look into it more because it's something that I do with my clients, but more to speak about it um, openly on social media and in my podcast is that one of my clients um, was going through some fertility uh, help going through IUI and the sperm analysis was not great when she got the results back for her partner. And she asked the fertility specialist at the clinic, um, you know, what else can we do for this? And the fertility specialist said, oh, nothing really, just drink some more water. And she was gobsmacked because she's a very holistic type of person and uh, really proactive about her health and has been working with me for quite a while as well. And I was also quite shocked because, you know, you think that, yeah, if you're on the fertility journey and you're not getting information about how to actually increase the health of the sperm, I think that this is such an important topic. So I am here to educate. I have done all of the research, helped many, many couples um, in this particular situation to get these things sorted. So the other reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I find that so much pressure gets put on the egg bearer in these fertility situations and a lot of stress and pressure can be put on this person and causes a lot of anxiety. So knowing that the sperm or the male in this situation attributes to 50% of fertility issues in our Western countries is a really good thing to understand because it helps to take a little bit of pressure off. It helps for us to understand that, oh, it's not just all my fault and there could be something else going on. 
And I also like to look at it as, hey, let's get these things looked at first before we start on the fertility journey so that we're not a year down the track with no luck and then we're only starting to look at what's going on with the sperm health. And this can just this can just really take the edge off and um, give a confirmation that, okay, that side of things is good. Um, you know, what else can we look into if it's not happening? And th- this is just a really good one that I find a lot of my clients get a lot of relief from um, being able to understand this side of things. Um, don't mind if you can hear my dog in the background. He is joining me in the podcast studio today and he's having a bit of zoomies going on. Um, so yeah, let's get started. The first thing um, to really talk about is how much sperm rates have been declining in the past 50 or so years. And it's quite a lot. <laughs> so approximately 60% decline has been happening in the past 50 years or since 1973 in Western male populations. So this attributes to around about 1% decline per year, but this is speeding up. So meaning that it's getting worse. Um, so the decline is happening faster um, since 2020. So we need to think about why these things are actually happening in our um, sperm holders' lives. And we'll be talking about that um, during this session today, about things to look out for, risk factors, um, particular things in your environment, nutrient deficiencies, these types of things. So we do cover this topic um, in a lot more depth in my natural fertility course, but I really wanted to give you a lovely snapshot of what's going on um, in the sperm health in this podcast episode. So the cool thing is that our, not our, I don't have sperm, but our sperm holders, the sperm regeneration cycle takes around about 64 days to happen. So this complete cycle of the sperm production and maturation takes around about that amount of time, which is a really good thing to know because when we're looking at fertility journeys, I usually like to tell my clients around about three months before you plan to start start trying for conception is a good amount of time. This is because it generally takes around about that amount of time for three months for the eggs to turn over as well and also for the sperm around about 64 days-ish. So when we're looking at the maturation of the sperm, um, we need to think about many different things in the sperm health. So it's not just about how much sperm, it's not just about the sperm count, because we could have a really good sperm count, but they're all kind of not great, not healthy. They might have dodgy tails. They might not be swimming well. They might not be swimming in the right direction. So many things that can go on, which is why knowing what the sperm analysis is actually telling us can be a really insightful thing. So this may help you if you've already had the sperm analysis done. Uh, I'm just listening to this episode may help you to understand what that sperm analysis is actually saying. So let's talk about the sperm analysis um, reference ranges and what it actually means as well. So 
when we're looking at the reference ranges, I do have my own naturopathic range of reference ranges that I like to look at. And that's mainly because these sperm health reference ranges are taken from the lowest fifth percentile of fertile men from a 2010 WHO study. So taken from the lowest fifth percentile, we don't really want our sperm to be in the lowest fifth percentile of their health. We want it to be a much higher rate than this, which is why I usually go off the 50th percentile, which can be really helpful to look at. So I will talk about um, what the different what the different parts of the um, sperm analysis are, and we can understand that a little bit better. So you know, definitely from the natural health perspective, um, we want to be much higher than the fifth percentile. Um, sperm analysis reference ranges. So remember that semen is different from sperm. The sperm is the active parts that fertilize the egg. The semen is the stuff that holds it all there. So when we see a sperm analysis or semen analysis um, uh, analysis report, what we're looking at are different types of markers. So we have the volume, which is the total measure of the semen. We have the sperm concentration. So this is the sperm count million per mil of the semen. And so if we look at that, for example, WHO reference range is above 15 million per mil, whereas my reference range is above 70 million per mil. So it is quite different, um, for example. So, you know, the, the higher sperm concentration that we have, um, the more chance of conception that we have, but it is more than that. So we also look at motility, so percentage of the sperm that are mobile and able to swim the progressive motility, which is the percentage of the sperm swimming in the forward direction. So obviously we want the sperm to be moving in the correct di direction um, towards the egg. Morphology, so percentage of the sperm that are mature and normally shaped. So this is meaning that we don't have like two heads, two tails, dodgy tails, different size. Um, and then we also look at DNA fragmentation. So this is the percentage of sperm containing damaged DNA. So side note, something really interesting is that it's not just about the fastest sperm that make it to the egg. It's actually about the best sperm that makes it to the egg. But the really cool thing um, that a lot of people don't know is that the egg actually chooses the sperm. And another really interesting thing is that the egg can actually fix the sperm as well. So if there is DNA damage, the egg can actually repair that and then say, yep, now, now you can come here. <laughs> I just think it's so amazing. Um, it honestly just blows my mind the more that I learn about this. So now you understand the um, sperm analysis uh, report and how you can actually read that. If you're more interested in knowing about reference ranges and what I recommend, please reach out. I'm more than happy to help you. But now we need to think about um, what things can actually impact the male fertility or the sperm holders fertility. So the main thing that affects the fertility of people with sperm is the hypogonadism. 
This affects about 30 to 40% of people who are infertile um, with sperm. So this is where it's affecting the androgens, so specifically testosterone. So androgen sensitivity, meaning testosterone sensitivity, um, congenital or developmental testicular disorder, and medications that affect the testosterone. So common, really common ones are anti-androgens, so anti-testosterones, but also acne medications. So if you've been on acne medications as a teen or in your 20s or you know, even currently, some people are when they're in their later, you know, late twenties or thirties. Um, this can really, really affect the fertility. So something to think about, it's not just about what's happening right now for your health. It's about what's happened in the past as well. Um, altered sperm transport is the next one at 10 to 20% of issues. And these, this is more, um, structural problems. So, um, absent vas deferens or obstruction, um, erectile dysfunction, retrograde ejaculation, meaning that it's not happening in the right direction. So many issues more structurally that can happen. And this is where scopes usually happen if you've been to a specialist and um, looked at this. We'd usually be able to tell this from a semen analysis. Um, and then secondary hypogonadism, um, which accounts for about 2%. And this is excess androgens or excess estrogen, which is something that I always like to get checked in males um, when we're doing fertility work as well. Now, other things that we need to look at, because obviously that doesn't add up to 100%, um, other things we need to look at that contribute contribute to the infertility are things like hormone imbalance, liver cirrhosis. So this is when the liver has been under a lot of stress. When we're thinking about what does the liver have to process, alcohol, nicotine, other drugs, um, radiation, heavy metals pesticides, bad foods as well. So really looking at what's happening um, in your everyday life is important. Looking at your stress levels is a really big one, which I will talk about um, shortly. Your job. Um, this is an important one because if we are exposed to things like mold, heavy metals, pesticides, industrial cleaning chemicals, asbestos, all of these things can have been shown in studies to affect the sperm health. So high-risk jobs, things that I've kind of put together in a bit of a list. Um, sorry, my dog's just doing so many I don't know if you can hear it. Um, high-risk jobs for environmental toxin exposure include um, tradies, so that's builders, electricians, plumbers, carpenters, um, and then we have like mechanics, cleaners, gardeners, landscapers, working in farming, working in mines, painters, welders, so many different things that can happen um, in these in these exposure sites with chemicals, exposures to heavy metals, all of these things. But there's a few different reasons why this can actually affect you. And that's because some types of um, chemicals and some types of minerals. So if you're exposed to, for example, a lot of copper, so this is really common for electricians and plumbers, and I'm sure many other trades as well. Um, but if there is high copper coming into the body, 
all of our minerals pair with one another. So your copper and zinc can compete for absorption. So if you have high levels of copper in the body, this is going to affect your zinc levels and it can make you deficient in zinc. And no matter how much zinc that you supplement with, it won't be, it won't be increased because the copper is still there. So if we're doing regular bloods and we're seeing that the zinc is low, we need to think, why is the zinc low? Um, You know, it can be from gut health issues. It can be from different medications, but it is also important to think about those jobs that you're doing. Um, Other things that can really affect the sperm health is um, specifically um, shift work. And so if you do shift work, so, uh, you know, whether it is changes in your work schedule, sometimes you work mornings, sometimes you work nights, or if it is completely just nights, you know, I've had clients who, um, work in the mines and do two weeks straight of night shift. Um, and then the next two weeks will just be all day shift. So it's really important to think about this because especially for males and sperm health is that your hormones uh, for males and people with sperm, the uh, hormones get processed overnight and they actually are created overnight. So males usually have the highest levels of testosterone first thing in the morning. And so if we are messing up with this rhythm, messing up with this circadian rhythm, it can really affect what's happening with the sperm health. So super important to think about that. Obviously, I get it. We can't just quit our jobs tomorrow, but there may be certain things that we can do to support your health during this time, which is where I come in and can help people a lot with that. So... Other things other than the shift work is definitely looking at alcohol consumption, um, cigarette smoking, vaping, marijuana use. All of these can have impacts on the sperm health, and this has been shown in lots of studies. BPA and plastic exposure can be a really big one if we are looking at issues with low testosterone, and that's because plastics and BPA can mimic estrogen estrogen in the body. So as we use these plastics in our life, the body can see it as, oh, this looks really similar to estrogen. And then all of those signals are given off in the body. So really important one to get the testosterone and the estrogen checked if you are on a fertility journey or looking at, you know, increasing your sperm health. And another thing that we really need to look at is the stress component of it all. So this is for males and females. And I know that if you are on your fertility journey, you're probably like, shut up about stress. I've been told that so much, like how many times you've been told, just go on a holiday and you'll get pregnant. And of course, I am not that naive. I know that that is not the um, cure, maybe for some people, but not for everyone. And it's not like we can just switch the flips, um, you know, put the switch over and the stress is gone. Of course, I know that is not real. But there are many things that we can implement in our daily lives to help with that stress so that we can have better rates of fertility. Now, the reason behind this is because 
Think back to say we're living in tribal times. We're not very stressed. The only time we get stressed is when our tribe is attacked. Now, if our tribe is attacked, we're not really going to our partner and saying, oh yeah, I think now is the best time to sit down and start having a baby. Like, what do you think? But when we think about it in our modern day life, our tribe is being attacked kind of every day. Like how many times a day do you notice that cortisol spike, the adrenaline spike in the body, once you're like trying to organize all of the people in the house, you're trying to check all your emails, you're trying to get to work, get to the gym, get the food prep done, all of these things that can be super stressful. And it's actually telling our body we are in fight or flight response. This is not a good time to fall pregnant. So sometimes this can also have a really big impact on the hormones and the fertility rates. So really important if you are in a really high stress job and it's not going to stop anytime soon, it is important to have practices in place to be supporting your nervous system. This is for males and females um, to be helping with the sperm health and with the ovulation for the females. Really, really important. Um, now, we also need to think about the different types of nutrients um, that we can use for increasing the sperm health. So number one thing that we need to look at is antioxidant status. And so when we're thinking about all of those things I just spoke about, like the shift work, the stress, the exposure to mold, exposure to pesticides, exposure to different types of cleaning chemicals exposure to asbestos, all of these cause oxidization in the body. So what we want to do is to increase antioxidant status to offset any of that going on. So antioxidants we can get from our food, but there are specific types of nutrients that we can use as well. So things like glutathione, alpha-lipoic acid are really important ones, along with CoQ10 for the sperm health. Other types of nutrients that we really need to look for and get tested are things like your zinc and selenium. Really, really important. Magnesium is also another one. And I have a whole um, sperm health protocol. So if you are interested in that, please send me a message. More than happy to help you. Um, that I recommend for people to be taking three months before you start trying. So remember the sperm have that 64 day life cycle um, turnover time. So it is really the perfect amount of time to start trying. But if you are already trying, it's never too late. So remember that the sperm do get turned over um, every 64 days. So if we can start to be getting better quality sperm while we're on this fertility journey, that really is the best option. So I hope this has helped. Um, please let me know if you have questions about anything to do with the sperm or the male fertility. Um, more than happy to answer. But yeah, I guess the main thing that I would like to finish this off with is that you don't have to wait for the mainstream medical models um, one year of trying before you can get a semen analysis. You don't have to wait that long. 
So it's important that if you feel like this is going to be um, a journey for you, or if you are already having troubles and haven't had the sperm analysis done, I would highly recommend finding a practitioner to help you out with that. If you do need a recommendation, let me know, and I'm more than happy to help. Um, It is something that I can help you with. And yeah, don't wait until the problem is there. Preventative medicine is always better, and that is the difference between living a holistic lifestyle compared to mainstream medical model, is that we want to work on preventative health. And so helping with the sperm health, you know, not only is this helping for the conception to help, but it's 50% of what your baby is going to be made up of as well. So if we can have the healthiest sperm possible, it's going to help with a healthy conception, healthy pregnancy, and a healthy baby moving forward as well. So getting all your nutrients right beforehand, getting the hormones sorted beforehand, getting the sperm health sorted beforehand is going to help the whole trajectory of this baby's life, which I think is uh, the most important thing if you are on the fertility journey. So yeah, please let me know if you have any questions at all. And like I said at the start, I do have my natural fertility course running at the moment with a whole bunch of beautiful people in there um, working on their fertility and getting to know all the ins and outs of foods, uh, fertility protocols, understanding tests to get done, um, understanding how to actually conceive the easiest way. So like when to actually have intercourse, how to find fertile windows, um, how to know when and if you're ovulating because please don't trust period apps to tell you this and yeah we're having a great time in there so let me know if you would like to join and thank you so much for listening have an amazing day thank you so much for listening to this episode of the conscious health and life podcast please share this episode with your friends subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review you can also follow me on instagram at ellen naturopath for more Have an amazing day.